What's Pinterest? How do they find us on Pinterest? Pinterest. Uh, Did I say it wrong? That is, you can yeah. tell I don't use it. <laughs> Pinterest. That's how I should say it. It's Pinterest. like I. Pinterest. 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 Very Pinteresting. There we go. We haven't had one of those in a while. Welcome to episode seven of the Joyful Miles podcast, the podcast that is all about enjoying life one mile at a time. And this week we have a lot to talk about regarding the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. Um, but first, let's introduce everybody who's with us this week. We have Megan. Hello. And Megan was actually at Marathon Weekend, so we'll look forward to getting her take on everything that happened. And Jackie. Hi. And we also have Laura. Hey, everyone. All right, guys. So let's get to it. We have a lot to get to. Um, a yes, lot happened. A lot do. more happened this weekend, I think, than we were anticipating. I don't think we were anticipating doing as as full of a show on this as we are. Um, and a lot has sparked planning for next year. Um, so we have this year and next year to talk about, which is crazy because it's a year away. Um, but first, let's get to the, the marathon. Megan, um, the, you were only running Goofy this trip, right? Yes, only. I use oh. that with air quotes. <laughs> only Goofy. Only only the half and the full. Um, so only, did, only the half and the full, as I said to my kids, they're like, which ones are you running? I said, the worst two. <laughs> <laughs> you, picked, you picked the best two to do, right? So when did, when did you get down there? I got in Thursday, so I was hoping to get to the expo on Thursday, but did not make it in time. So by the time I got checked into my room and everything, it was about 6.30 and it closed at 7. So I I made this weekend very, for me, it was very relaxed. It was, I had got a book before I left. I finished that book Thursday night, hung out, got some food, and that was pretty much all I did Thursday night. So I did not get to the expo. I got there uh, before it opened on Friday, so it was pretty cool. So, um, so early on Friday, so what was the crowd like? It wasn't bad. So Leslie, I met Leslie there, and we were um, we had a strategy. So our strategy was to she was coming directly there and she got in line. We went and did into the Jostin Center first because my goal was, because I've been having all these knee and calf issues, or quad, or blah, shin issues, yeah, I've had a bunch of issues, is to go and get KT taped. Um, so I was a KT tape virgin, so it was the first time I did it, not knowing exactly what to expect. So that was that was the goal, to get there first, and then we went and did our bibs later. But um, I That's think a, a point- really good idea, by the way. Yes. Well, you know, interestingly enough, they changed in 2016 um, or 17. I can't even get my dates right. In 2017, they are now charging $5 to tape one spot. And if wow. you want more than one spot taped or one area taped, then you have to buy a roll of KT tape, which from my perspective, I you know, that's why the line probably was right. smaller. But I understand where they're coming from. So they said, you know, as their business grows, they need to continue to move forward and that's how they they chose to do it yeah that's interesting cause... still isn't bad I no know. not at all it and you know to have someone know what they're doing you know it's pretty good. it definitely right. is a difference if you've I, never I if you've never seen it uh these lines are probably the, it's probably the longest line you'll have other than merchandise at uh these expos and if you've never used kt tape it can be confusing um as far as to how to apply it how much of a stretch to do I mean, they have a, like a little instruction guide, but to actually see somebody do it, it's like, ooh, okay, that makes sense now. There are, and then they said there are a lot of YouTube videos. So I came home with, you know, some nice blue tape that matched what I wore on <laughs> for the marathon. It's all and I, 
I, you know, I, I think it helped. Um, I don't know if how much of it was mental helping. I mean, I still had major pain when I was done from around my knee area, which is where I had it before, but I didn't have any, you know, anterior shin pain, which is what I've been having, you know, in the before then. So that's great. I'm going to say it helped. I, I mean, yeah, not, not to go off on a side thing here, but I mean, I have used KT tape in the past uh, for foot and ankle problems, and it certainly has helped. Um, I haven't used it for knees or anything else, and it's, I don't use it all the time. But the few instances I have, it I think it does. So, I you know I do think I do think it helped. Um, I could feel it, and I had it on from Friday, so I didn't have an issue with it staying on or anything like that. And I did actually put compression sleeves over top of the KT tape, okay, which I think helped too. Did you buy any merchandise? Very little, actually. My goal was to buy a new pair of UFA sandal flip-flops. <laughs> that was really the only thing that I was was going for. Um, I did luckily get a phone call early to say, was there anything I really, really wanted? Um, I did want the Run Disney, I guess, tree, Christmas tree ornament or the ornament with the little, you know, like the Mickey ears that were hanging off the back. And so I did get that. I got that ahead of time from somebody else who was already there. But other than that... I really didn't purchase that much because as I took stock of everything I have at home, I really don't need one more um, shirt, shall we say. <laughs> um, so at what point does the weather become a huge conversation as far as affecting the race? I mean, I know it seemed inevitable. It was going to rain. People were going to get wet. Right. And it was just like, okay, we're going to have to run in the rain, it looks like. But at what point did it seriously become, okay, they may actually postpone this race or I mean, delay it or cancel it. I mean, when did that start coming up? Well, honestly, I, Ron Disney kept posting stuff. And so, you know, obviously in hindsight, they were really looking at it and they were aware of it. And yes, we saw, you know, there's thunderstorms all the time in, in Florida. So usually, you know, when you look at the weather and the one thing you can count on is everything changes all the time with, with weather in Florida and we thought it was going to be in the more of the afternoon and then it changed to the morning, but they kept posting updates all day long. And so clearly there were some major things that they were concerned about because they were, it's almost like they were foreshadowing what was to come and hoping that that wasn't going to happen. And I know, I know you all had asked me if I was worried about it. And at the end of the day, there was nothing I could do about the weather. So if it happened, it happened. If it rained and poured, it was going to suck because then you had to run the next day. I mean, that's the only word I can really use. But at the end of the day, I couldn't do anything about it. Um, it wasn't like I wasn't going to run in it if it was the half. But it was it was kind of ironic is that Leslie and I were leaving Epcot to go back because we were both running the half the next day or what we thought we were. And I was waiting at the monorail and I got a a personal message from somebody over Facebook to say, OMG, they just canceled the race. And this person worked for works for Disney and wasn't running, but knew that I was running. And I was like, what? She goes, I just tagged you on the Facebook page, post that Run Disney put out. Um, so I know there was a whole host of emotions around that. Mine, because I've been having these knee issues, um, probably were not so much as the others. And I've already done, you know, I've already done the consecutive races. So I'll be honest, I was more pleased with it. I think it was, as I said, somebody was looking out for me. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, they made the right decision. And I know there was so much speculation, but the thunder and lightning was horrific. Well, and I think, I think the thing people forget, too, is they, if, if you're looking at it from a pure runner standpoint, you're like, well, we don't get there till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, but these volunteers have to show up 
hours mm, before correct. to get everything set up and you know or if and it was Laura, it was pouring yeah it was pouring and thundering and lightning at two I saw videos it was crazy yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I i think you've made a good point because i noticed it too just being at home following along on twitter and stuff i don't think i remember seeing as many updates from run disney as yeah. before so I, in, in the back of my head i was thinking okay that's strange like the, <laughs> Well, and all I said is I would hate to have to, yes, it happened by committee, but I would hate to be the one that had to pull the trigger on that decision. But that, that was a huge, huge decision for somebody to have to make. And Um, I do think that the wine and dine last year, uh, 2015, that was probably the first time they were faced with it. mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that ended up not being that bad. But it was bad because we were all there, and they didn't know yeah. what to do with everybody. So they kind of learned a lesson of it's probably better to make the call before you get to that point. You know, well, I, and know I, I think the difference specifically with Wine and Dine is they had some place to put. Right, that's what I was going to say. Yes, yeah, yeah the, the stadium. The race course and... for the half, there is no space. I mean, no all, we've all been in a parking lot in Epcot. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no place to put people. And yes, I mean, questions had come up during the expo. And when they went to some of these speaker series, is what would you do with these? What would you do with everybody if you had started the race and it started thundering and lightning? Why were people were in Magic Kingdom? And they, you know, they said, you know, you had to ask that question. <laughs> but what they would have done, you know, and I had originally said, if it, we were still at Epcot, they would have put everybody in the park and tried to put them in stores and things like that to get them out of, you know, undercover. But it's the people that are on that long stretch of highway from a volunteer standpoint. There's no cover. Right. There's there's nothing. So I they, they totally made the right decision. And Absolutely. you know, I know we're probably gonna get to the point of, you know, how they what they decided and, you know, how they kept people updated. They actually sent messages um, to every single room on property. So you got a voicemail message to tell you about the, the race that had been canceled, it was in every single property. Um, for the people probably staying off site, if they had My Disney Experience or anything like that, it, it popped up on there too. So they did everything in their power to you know make sure people were notified ahead of time. And I think that's probably why they called it the night before. Well, that, I was going to say that also helped because, I mean, to go back to Wine and Dine, when we were all sitting around in the baseball stadium wondering what the heck was going on, we didn't know what was going <laughs> right. on. Excuse me. We couldn't. Sorry. We couldn't hear anything. We there were no posts on social media. Right. I, I remember a few of us like tweeting out to to run Disney and everything, trying to get some answers, and it was like we had no clue what was going on. So right. I, I think kudos to them for the communication aspect and from you know the proactiveness of of making the decision. Is and I think once the weather actually was that bad, people they calm down real fast. You right. know what I mean? Like it's that not yeah. knowing and oh, they're being dramatic. And then once the thunder and lightning and people who were there, at least from my standpoint of watching it, you know, evolve from at home, initially people were like, you know, upset or mad. And then it seemed like it all just stopped in the middle of the night when mm-hmm. that, those storms rolled in. I think everyone realized. Well, well, it, it, you know, it seemed to me that so many of the comments, the negative comments about run Disney were coming from people who weren't even there. Um, you know, and, and granted my, my view of social media was, you know, in some respects somewhat limited, you know, cause a, I was trying not to be on it constantly, but there were a lot of individuals that weren't part of the weekend or they weren't part of the situation 
that were very hypercritical of how could you do this? You know, we're runners, we do this, we do this. And there were, you know, then the other side of that is, you know, the runners saying, but you have to think of all these people. I mean, it, it was nasty outside. I mean, I, you know, and I get running in the rain, um, although I'd prefer not to do it. You know, I, I don't think people understood the gravity of what that weather really was. And I mean, we were so, you know, Granted, when I found out I didn't have to run the next day, we went back to the parks and then went out for, you know, a drink or two. But that's, some people were really good natured about it. You know, there was, there was a group where we all went, we met a whole bunch of people and went, um, got together and there was a, a group of people that dressed in their costumes that they were going to wear the next day and they were up there drinking, you know what I mean, type of things like that. So there were a lot of really good natured people and then, you know, even moving to the next day, people who went out and made their own half marathon. Exactly. Which I, I, I love yeah. seeing all the pictures and the videos. That was just outstanding. I, mean, I absolutely love that. Fun. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. To see this many people just on their own at their resorts or traveling to right. different resorts to, to do their own half marathon. It was it was pretty cool. People to see. cheering them on and CMs out there cheering see, them on. There were cast members and there were just people dressed up in costumes and making like impromptu Big character, character stops. stops and, yes. and that yeah. Was so awesome. that was that was just so so cool to see. And, and, I saw one too where the cast members were holding like toilet paper across yeah. the side. Yes. Yes. The line, like thought that was really I mean they probably I almost feel like sometimes those kind of situations end up more rewarding than yeah doing a race yeah. to, say, to me that's almost more fun i mean yeah running the actual half marathon would have been better probably but a, a, an experience like that where you get that many people just on a whim <laughs> creating their own that's races. a memory that's like a battle scar it's like right. whoever went through splash and dash we're all like ah remember wine and dine 2014 yeah I mean, all of us in the um the baseball stadium like how much fun do we have in that like stairwell we right. were all just on the floor hanging out like it'll never probably that probably once in a lifetime thing happened and it was fun. Like those are the memories you remember, not mile nine. You know what I mean? Right. So I still don't think we're laughing about Broad Street. I think we're no. gonna need some time before we ever laugh about that. But there's nothing to laugh about there, no. to be honest. <laughs> there's really nothing to laugh about. But surprisingly, Run Disney came out and offered some solutions um to the situation. I mean to go back we've always heard that the policy is, you know, if we have to cancel these things, you lose. I mean, to right. go back to wind and down in 2015, initially the concern was the heat. You know, there was that threat mm -hmm. of they may have to run under a black flag, which means that they're not going to time the course and, you know, they could cancel it at any time. And we never heard boo about the rain. Um, but fortunately, they were still able to get the race off. But we didn't get anything for the reduced course or, you know. Well, and, you know, and, and technically I was shocked when Run Disney, you know, they really went out of their way to do something. I mean, they didn't need to give anybody anything. It's nope. in the fine print. It's in the waiver you sign. You know, they they really did not need to give one cent to anybody. That's it happens. That's kind of, you know, that's that legalese that's in there is. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they were even offering some sort of refund or any of that is you know, pretty impressive. I mean, so, that's gone a really long way from, yeah. from a standpoint. And then the Saturday thereafter when, you know, yes, it was crazy. Um, and it took people longer to get there, you know, um, I know specifically <laughs> Leslie went and then she drove over, but then she came back and took the bus because it was wall to wall, you know, just to try to even get in. But it was every, all the accounts for the most part, um, people were were genuine. People were, you know, nice about the situation. Yes, you had some of those people that were crazy and obnoxious, 
Um, but for the most part, Run Disney went above and beyond. I mean, they had characters out there. They yeah. had people doing balloon animal, you know, those types of things. Yeah. They were really trying to make it work. Right. I mean, so what were the different options they gave you? Um, I actually, as a challenge participant, you really didn't get an option. Your option was um, <laughs> to get your refund for the portion of the challenge that you did not complete. So the half, whatever that cost was, I think they determined it was 180 or something like mm -hmm. that. And so we, I haven't received that yet, but I will receive, you know, they said seven to 10 days or whatever, um, an electronic gift card, which is completely fine by me. I know there were concerns for people, especially from out of the country, that this was their only race that they were doing. They would have liked to be able to use it. I think some of those people had gone and started to make a case and, you know, and, you know, Run Disney did did accommodate some of those if they went and braved the, ex <laughs> braved the expo lines. But um, so that was the first thing. So if you were a, a goofy or a dopey challenger, Basically, your option was to receive a gift card for the cost of the half. Um, the other, the other option was a deferral for another half within that needed to be used within 24 months. Or the third option was is two park hop, one day park hopper tickets. So, um, you know, there were lots of options provided versus just providing somebody money back type of thing, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have well, that you said you said it was a park hopper too. I mean, that was a park hopper. Two, two one-day one park hopper tickets. A two-day, uh, what are they now? Does anyone remember how much they They're are like now? 120? It's 100. If you go onto their website and look for a one-day park hopper ticket, is $160. Yeah. Wow. So that financially, that's probably the best option, but for people with annual passes and stuff. No. Correct. Right, because you were not able to, as far as I know, I did ask. You were not able to roll them into your uh, annual pass renewal. But still, that's, that's yeah, because when they're considered complimentary or convention tickets, you can't. Thank you, Anne, for answering my question. <laughs> <laughs> so you you still got your medal too? I did, and you know I know there's there's various opinions on that. Um, you know I saw a really good article, and I can't remember somebody's thought process around it. Is there there's three ways to look at it. Um, the first way is, according to Disney, you completed the challenge as it was set forth, right? Meaning, they've, you know, because that race was canceled, the challenge has been completed. So, mm -hmm. technically, you know, if you want to be in the purest standpoint, is you did not complete a race on the course, but you can look at it as you completed the challenge as it occurred, right? So, that's one way to look at it. Mm -hmm. um, the second way to look at it and I wish I could find the person who wrote this because it was really it was really well written. Is the second piece is you did them? Some of these people, a lot of people, I, I would say a good majority of the individuals, went out and completed their miles. Um, I know Brooke went and did her miles, so you know she she did the Dopey Challenge. She went and did her miles, um, and they didn't do it on a race course, but they put in the miles. So they put in their thirteen point one you know, or even more on the course of that day, whether they ran it at, they called it the pop art half marathon type of thing, or, you know, lots of people at Beach Club, lots of people all around the places, you know, boardwalk area that were doing it. Or the third piece is you can say, you know what, I've seen things that say, well, you, it was just a training run you did, or you didn't do it, etc. And so, honestly, I just think as runners, we need to be nice to one another. Right. Nobody can control what happened. And you as an individual need to be happy with what you did. You know, it's the same yeah. type of thing as the people that they've, you know, like 
last year or even this year, they, I've seen things about people cutting the course. The only person you're cheating is yourself. Right. You know, I, I, at the end of the day, you know, the interesting part, though, is, and I could have just been delusional last year. I was more paid more attention this year because I only had, I only ran one race, is that the mile tw- or the 20K time plate Mm-hmm. was in the middle of wide world of, or wide world of sports stadium. Yeah. So you actually had to run around the stadium. It was not there if I if I recall correctly last year I could be mistaken because I was delusional. But I think what ended up happening it was at a different spot. I think we ran more in Hollywood Studios last year because we came in the back. Um so I think it was in the middle of the track. It was in the middle of the track this year, which it was, I don't think it was last year because I specifically see, saw people cutting that last year, mm-hmm. like not going in and around the track and just going over it right there. So, um, you know, if they want to do that, I, I frankly, I mean, my personal opinion is they're hurting themselves. You know, they have to live with that, not me. It's not my deal. Yeah, and there is a there is a website dedicated to finding cheaters. I know. I, I was, and that's kind of where they were talking about some things mm. today. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's an I can't individual thing. Funny. Like running is an ind- individual thing. Some people might look at someone who stops at characters as not being a real runner because they're not pushing it the whole way, or someone who walks or does intervals. Like at the end of the day, you just you run your own race. You know, you mm-hmm. do. At your the end own of race. the day, I got the same medal as somebody who finished yeah. in two hours and thirty nine minutes or something. And that's like their that. karma. People get very upset about that's their karma. The only thing is, is when people use it as a Boston qualifier. That's like, you know. Well, we have no, no, you have no worries about me worrying about Boston qualifying. (laughs) I mean, but I understand. I did take, I mean, I did take the, I did take the, I mean, they gave you the medals when you left. And, you know, the way I look at it, I didn't wear those medals around the park. I wore my marathon medal because I completed my marathon medal, right? So I was comfortable wearing that one. And I didn't even attempt to do you know, they were pretty darn cool metal. So it's a story. There's a story behind yeah. it. And, and to me, it was a story where I listened to my body too. And not, you know, and I think that's important is, you know, I listened to what was appropriate for me. And I knew that, you know, I, I think if I had gone out and done that half the day before what, you know, I would have done it had it been, you know, part of the challenge and the course had gone as, you know, the race had gone as as scheduled. I would have probably had a much more difficult time finishing the marathon. I would have finished, I would have sucked it up and I would have done it, but it would have been more difficult. And so I treated it as, you know, I needed to listen to what my body said. Yeah. And I was very thankful to sleep in that next day, just mm-hmm. so everybody knows. So beyond the half marathon, you had a marathon still to run. <laughs> um, a marathon what? I said you still had a marathon to run. So, I did have a marathon run, yes. <laughs> Let's get to that. So you've done a couple of the. How many marathons have you done now? This was my second. This was your second, okay. Hopefully my last ever. <laughs> she, says she says this now. Um, so what um, – was there anything different this year that you noticed over last year? Um, on the course, on the per course. se? So like say the or- course um, – Even the vibe, like pre-race, was anything yeah. different? Did you, what did you do different? Well, you know what? I um, I was lucky enough to score myself a race retreat. Um, oh. Thanks. So, well, yeah. So when it was freezing and you know the wind chills were you know ridiculous, um, I was able to be inside. And I wasn't there that long because I didn't get my sorry self up. You know, quite that early. I wasn't. I didn't go to any of those characters. I you know don't don't fall over, Laura. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> 
but I was so, you know, I was, I was really focused on just getting through it. You know, I think I've, I might've shared, I mean, I shared with all of you, but my training wasn't what it was last year. I mean, last year I was religious to a T about following a training plan and getting the miles in. And this year, because of, you know, my job change and the amount of traveling and everything that was going on, I just, and the weather completely sucked. And like I said, I'm not a diehard, um, you know, things, things happened that I wasn't able to, to do. So at the end of the day, I was, A, I was very excited to um, have some warm weather <laughs> inside a tent. Um, and so that was a new experience for me. I had never, I had never done that before. I hadn't done that for any other races. And then, you know, they have bag check in there. You know, they do have, you know, bagels and things like that ahead of time. So I was out of the wind per se um, initially, but I always question myself, should I have worn as much clothes as I do? And by mile one, I was taking off a jacket that I thought I was going to wear the whole entire time. And because it was a very nice jacket, I was not throwing it away. So um, I think when I got to Transportation Ticket Center, I, I had gummy bears in the pocket. I took the gummy bears out and handed them to Anna. Um, I was like, here, can you please? I had to run back to her. I was like, can you please take these? Because it was banging me in the leg because I had taken my jacket off. And then I kept it wrapped around me till about mile 14 when I could hand it off to somebody else. But I, we didn't really stop. Like we, we ran our intervals fairly regularly, um, for the first, you know, 13, 14 miles. We, you know, took the, the standard castle picture. Um, we took some pictures within animal kingdom. I really broke it down into milestone or landmark. So I said, we've got five landmarks to get through. Um, Mentally, even though my training wasn't where it should have been, mentally I was committed. So I was completely mentally in the game. And so because of that, and that was one of the things I had said to Brooke, I said, I got this. We're mental. I'm mentally in. So like, unless something catastrophic happened to me physically, we were finishing. <laughs> so how cold was it? I think it's it? a really good way to approach the marathon for people who, who haven't run one or you're nervous about it. Because I did this for my very first one. I did the goofy and I didn't look at the, I mean, yeah, I took pictures by the mile markers, but my brain didn't register them. Like I would, I did the same thing. I had like landmarks. It was uh, get to the magic kingdom, get through the speedway, get to through animal kingdom and ride Everest and then highway of death and then why world of sports. And that was like in my head, I had check one, check two, check three. And I just think it's mm -hmm. less overwhelming mentally. Yeah. I, I would agree because there, I mean, there is a long, you know, I, between Magic Kingdom and then you come and then you're all highway, right? So you're highway until you, and then you have to go do that loop around because they have to get some extra mileage in before you can go to Animal Kingdom. And then you run, you know, so the second landmark isn't until you get through Animal Kingdom. Now, I knew we would have somebody waiting for us there to, you know, we could shed some things and, you know, you'd see another person, you know, and then, but then we had to keep going. And it felt like forever till you got to Wide World of Sports. And I, I never, I mean, I didn't look at see what mile markers were where. I was like, how many more do we have to go? Where are we with what? But I knew, I knew Wide World of Sports, you know, it was fairly lengthy inside, but that was the third landmark. And they have flushing toilets, so you stop there. You know, we stop in the Magic Kingdom, we stop at Wide World of Sports. Um, and then when we got to, we got out of there and we got into, um, Hollywood Studios at mile 23. And so at that point, we started, there was more relaxing, right? Because you had three miles left and we were in a decent spot. And they hit Oswald there, you know, so, and Oswald's never, mm -hmm. you know, I never see Oswald mm -hmm. in, in 
Walt Disney World. So we stopped for an Oswald picture and then we stopped for a few more. Um, and then we knew we had a strategy. So we knew we were, we were pretty darn close by that point. So once we got to Epcot, we stopped for many more pictures to just kind of get through it. But were the the lines, the day, where, like, what were the lines it, like then? There were no lines. Yeah, that's there the were. There were, there were no lines. We didn't, I mean, we wouldn't have stopped really for any, we didn't stop for many pictures in the beginning. I mean, they did have um, Vanellope and, um, you know, Wreck-It Ralph. I mean, you know, they did have some different ones. I didn't see as many necessarily as I might, I think I might have seen last year. Um, but I, you know, like I said, you know, my recollection from one year <laughs> to the next is, you know, I was like, oh, do you want to stop there? And like, no, we're just going to keep on going. Because we, I mean, we've both been struggling with some issues from a running standpoint. And in the beginning, I just needed to keep going. I think that that impacts me more if I stop and do it more in the beginning than if I take the time at the end. Mm -hmm. But that's just my personal strategy. So how different was Hollywood Studios? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know last year before mm -hmm. the half of the park was closed, we ran through quite a bit in the backlot area. So what do they do now? We didn't run through any of that. You came in by um, Tower of Terror. You ran down by like the Fantasmic piece. Um, you ran up, oh my gosh, I'm Hollywood Boulevard. You ran, you know, and then you basically turned right there and ran out of the park. Mm -hmm. So you ran down the street. So you were in Hollywood Studios very little um, and then ran to, you know, through the, you know, on the way from Hollywood to, you know, Epcot. And, you know, I was lucky enough that it wasn't excessively crowded there when I went yeah, through. Um, and I, and I think that, and it usually does bottleneck there, but I, I did pretty well. Um, and maybe it was because we had not, we hadn't stopped so much in the beginning. So I, I guess, I don't know, don't, don't ask me why, but we kept, we kept running for the most part and had strategies and put our intervals back in place. I mean, we did walk for, you know, a little bit of time, but that was just to wrap our heads around some things. And I did take Smarties and those were very helpful, but you know, I only like to take things that are in plastic baggies or have gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, um, did you notice a difference? Cause from what I read and I could be wrong, they did something with the corrals this, this year. They spaced them different. It, did I, did. I think for the 5k and the 10k they did waves oh. now some that some people depending on where you were said it worked quite well and other people said it was more congested or some sort of you know it was more chaotic for them now I didn't have that experience with with the marathon itself okay. um but I don't know you know if you look at the numbers I think there was less in some corrals and more in others but other than that I'm, I'm sure there was a very specific algorithm for why they did what they did. But, you know, I think depending on um, H, and then we moved back to I. Okay. So we were an I. So you mentioned the weather. Um, quite, quite the contrast in just a few days, right? Because you went from really warm temperatures in the 70s to potential, you know, just torrential downpours and, and then freezing cold temperatures, especially for Florida. So how cold was yeah. it? Um. I think it was when we started, it was probably in the 30s. But with the wind chill, I would say it was probably closer to low 20s. So it really 18th. was that cold. It, it really was that cold. And it, it was, you know, honestly, if there wouldn't have been the wind, I would have been completely comfortable. Yeah. Um, it was the wind that, you know, it's that bitter wind that just whips through that just, you know, is obnoxious. I mean, I, I got on the monorail, I'll be honest. And there was, you know, people, I don't think, you know, people just didn't think about it. And there was a girl who had a blanket around her and she had a short sleeve shirt and shorts. Yeah. 
And I said to her, and her dad took off his sweatshirt and gave it to her. And he's like, no, she's like, no, you need to keep it. And, and I was like, do you want a trash bag? Because I have extra. Would, would you like a trash bag? And so I, I gave, and it was a heavy duty contractor trash bag. It wasn't a windy <laughs> one. So um, it was funny as she was walking off, uh, when she was walking with her parents into, you know, through bag check. And she said, thank you so much. She goes, it's like a huge, huge difference. So, you know what I mean? It's, and I think that's, you saw a lot of that too. There was a lot of stuff posted on, even on run Disney site, you know, I'm going to Walmart, they have these shirts. Do you need, you know, do you need sweatshirts? Last call, you know, I think people were asking, do you need emergency blankets? So especially for people who weren't prepared and didn't have any way to really get long weather, you know, I had looked at the weather and brought something for every season. Right. So I was covered. And that's kind of how you have to pack. Um, yeah this time yep. of year especially because the what like we just saw the weather can change on a dime and all it's those amazing compared prepared. to last year like we had tank tops although it got cool after but i'll be i'll be honest i would have i i preferred this year to last year because the humidity last year was was rough but I, and i can run it, it was harder to catch your breath though like i think because the air was so cold and it right. was so windy there were times when you felt like you weren't moving at all because the wind was you know pretty bad yeah <laughs> fun times right fun times <laughs> did you wear gloves the whole time i no actually and i've got raynaud so i my fingers go numb um but i did have hand warmers um oh. so and then i like i had this point when i got in my corral that i thought oh my gosh where are your hand warmers i could but i i had them in my in my skirt pocket and so I, I used them pretty regularly throughout the entire race. There were times when my hands got hot and I took them off and just ran with them, you know, my hands, you know, the gloves on in my hands. But then as I would go through water stops, sometimes I'd put them back on because the water was so incredibly cold that, you know, I put, I put the gloves back on. So it, it went back and forth. I know a lot of people ran with them the whole time. Other people didn't run with them at all. But because of my circulation issues, I need to run with them. So how was it at the, by the end of the race? Um, initially, for me, it wasn't too bad. You know, I, I mean, I was in a tank top and a long sleeve shirt and it was quite comfortable. Um, but and they did give out, you know, the warming blankets afterward. And I didn't need it initially. But, you know, the more you sit or the more you wait, right. the more you need it. And that wind still, it wasn't as bad as it was in the morning, but it was, it was still pretty chilly. So by the end, as you know, as I get back on the you know, go on. I'm like, I said to people, I was like, I'm really sorry. Hope you can't smell me underneath this blanket. Because, you know what I mean? It's the people were going to parks and like I was. your arms down. You don't want the arms yeah. smell. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I had, I don't think my body, my armpit smelled, but the rest of me probably did. Because it was, you know, you went through that hot and sweaty piece, no. but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't sweaty, like sweaty, sweaty, you know, because it was still cold. Were there any transportation issues to or from uh, the race weekend expo? Not that, um, you know, I didn't have any, but I did see something that I don't know that people, if you left too late from some places, roads were closed and they told, you know, runners, you're going to have to get on the bus here and, and take the, the monorail over. So I did see that some places, mm. but I didn't, I didn't have any. But I That's got why I said I in my tips video, I was like, if you listen to anything, leave early. I mean, seriously, there's just been too many stories of, of that, and we've experienced that too. So, You wonder if people procrastinate a little more when it's this cold, though. I mean, that would have yeah. been tough for us to get there. What time do we usually get there? 
That's a long they time away. The warming, yeah, they did have the warming lamps. Um, oh, they did. Yeah, okay. nice. Had, I've I've seen those at Princess before. Mm-hmm. They do have the warming lamps. Um, but you know, other than that, I mean, people were just kind of really huddled around. You didn't. There weren't a lot of people out. You know, out in in masses, I would say people were really trying to stay warm and <laughs> do whatever they needed to do. I guess more heat in in numbers. So no dance. Was there dancing beforehand? Not that I know of. I'm sorry. I let you guys down. You know, I wasn't out there dancing. Well, she I was researching the, 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 the lines. Wait, us. wait. More importantly, did you miss us a little bit? Just, just a, a tad. Well, you know, you just a tad. Because, you know, you were all like, I, I could read you. You were right there with me, you know. <laughs> and the lots of messages. You were very concerned. It's all good. It's all good. But it was funny because last week. I'll, you're not there. You want to be there. I'm like, I'll, I'll tell you what the biggest difference. I mean, I I think I went on two rides the entire weekend. I just made it. It was a very chill, low key weekend for me. And it, you know, I went and hung out a little bit and went to, you know, went to get my iced tea from Starbucks. Um, <laughs> it would not be Megan if she was not in but Starbucks. I, I felt that wine and dine though. Do you think that's because we go so often? Are we becoming those people? Wine and dine was just a different beast. We were all so tired. I don't know what. Well, I, I just wanted know. to go relax. Yeah. Well, and I think that was, you know, like I said, Thursday when I got in, I read a book. You know, I, I slept in Friday morning a little bit. Um, there wasn't, I didn't have any pressure. I had not made any fast passes, I had not made any plans. Um, I had made, you know, dinner reservations Thursday or Saturday night before the marathon at the Wave for four people. Originally, it was Leslie and myself. And, you know, if anybody else wanted to come, that was great. Um, and I, I really just went with the flow. And, you know, and maybe it is because I go that often. It's not that I, you know, and I was there essentially solo. Um, Leslie and I had a great time hanging out. But, you know, she left Friday. She's, she was nice enough to stay Sunday morning to make sure I got my sorry self out of bed. Um, and... You know, that that was my big thing. I needed to be sure that I got up. That was I think that was my biggest concern is that, you know, because I was sort of there by myself, was I gonna be able to wake up on time? But I did. We're all good. So Megan. Yes. We'll do it again next year. Um, at this point, probably not. I know oh, you're all what? like I mean, look at you yeah. guys. You're all crazy. <laughs> I, I think I had to like, Oh my gosh, please. I, it's yeah. not that I don't love you. I just, you know, it's it's the training time. that It's really the training time. I never want to run a race where I'm not trained again. Um, yes, I did it. You know, to me, as I said, it was mental. But, and I had a good enough base. You know, I, I ran enough miles, but not what I would have liked to do as consistently. Um, and I've never had, I've never had injury issues before. And that's my bigger thing is I, I, I won't sign up for something unless I know what it is. Is it a stretching issue? Is it a whatever? Yeah. I mean, not to, you know, I'm not, not going to be know. like me. <laughs> I, I just, well, it's scary because you don't know what you're up against. You don't mm-hmm. want to like ruin half one, like half marathons for the future if that's what you really like. If you're not really loving the marathon. I really like a Why don't you do the grumpy? Why don't you do the grumpy challenge? The 5K, the 10K, and the half. And then you can drink on Saturday night and make fun of us. On Sunday. I think that's called the happy. It's not called the grumpy. It's called the I, happy. I thought that was was it the happy? I thought it was the grumpy. No, somebody said because well, no, we don't get a medal. I made it the happy. Okay, you run, run okay. Let me rephrase. Hey, Megan, why don't you run the happy challenge then? And then you can hand us Smarties. I can hand. And you, you can you can hold my meal for me. 
There you go. There you go. Maybe we can make. I'm you a not committing to anything. Me. Not committing. But you didn't say no, and we have it on tape. But I haven't committed. I'm All right, I'll, I'll take that for now. Good job. I'm hoping your injury isn't, you know, something long term. Maybe you just need a little rest or therapy. I, I don't, I don't think it's long term, but I can't. I mean, you guys are crazy. I just need to say that. You all are crazy. <laughs> well, we're crazy. Are you just, are you just realizing this? I mean, no, I'm just tired. Like it's certified. You're certifiable now. Well, we're crazy we have because to tell, we have to tell the story really quickly of how Megan and I met. We were at Princess Half. I think it was what 2014, and I was in a line yes. for a character, and you were sitting with your friends, and I texted you. I was like, "Well, get your butt up and come join me." And then you ran over and did the character picture with me. And, and after that, we were like, I think we made plans to do Dopey, like, right after that. It was like, you know, instant connection, so. Oh, so it must have been 2015, right? Yeah. It was, 2000. okay, 2015. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. Yes. So was that, okay. that was a month after you and I had done Goofy? Goofy, yeah. Yeah. And we had our eye on Dopey. Did we already know we were going to do Dopey? Yes. We did. And we knew we wanted to do Dopey 2018 right after finishing it in 2016, which is going to lead us into a very great topic. Yeah, so we're, we're sitting here a year from now because we're crazy. <laughs> it's going to be the fastest we, year ever. We just like I said, you're this all year's crazy. Marathon, and we're already planning next year's. Because Run Disney's <laughs> making us. So we talked last week, and Megan, you weren't here, <laughs> um, about how I didn't think that Dopey was going to sell it this year. Jackie's been freaking out this whole time, thinking, oh my God, Dopey's going to sell She's like giving you the palm or something there. I know. Sorry, I had to turn up my phone. But the whole thing was, you know, why would it sell out? Dopey never sells out, right? Like, Dopey's always available. The the pool's always available. Two years, when Dopey started, it sold out like that. Mm -hmm. Like, the early, I mean, I don't know if you were were around yet, Robin, to the run Disney. I I wasn't around. Like world kaleidoscope here, but I, I remember the, the initial one sold out like crazy. And in fact, the year I signed up for Goofy 2015, right. which we would have done in 2014, I remember being on the computer, being like, you know, crazy and being so excited I got in. And I don't not think it was necessary, but I was nervous because I know that it was really hard to get in. The, the inaugural was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, but if you look at the last few years, like we've been talking about, they're not selling out. You know, right. and especially this year, you could have got, you could have registered for Dopey right up until the event. Like it never, it's true. It never filled but up this I, year. But it's social media, it's the social media aspect. You well, go on all these groups. And you fall in hook, line, and sinker. Like, <laughs> Disney has some great marketing, right? Oh, we're going to sell these things ahead of time. Well, now that's, you all, that's like... what I'm getting to. So they, you know, they come out with the this new format of, of, you know, being able to pre-register by booking a, with a travel agent. And that's not something they did before. So they start creating the fen- frenzy. But even well, still, even before we're kind of like, eh. Remember, though, we used to register for this in April. Right. Yeah. So the first change was, oh, we're going to do it in January, which we all thought was kind of annoying. But now realizing we're just coming off Marathon Weekend, everyone's got the itch. You all right. got the itch. Yes. Exactly. Kind of my so point. that was the first but, thing. Sorry. But then com- compound that with what happened a few days later after we discussed this originally with the half being canceled. Mm-hmm. And all of these people with the ability now to defer to a race, just throwing some numbers out there. So I got this courtesy of our friends at Team Shenanigans. Because I was actually researching this for something different to talk about. Hi, Team Shenanigans. If you're not listening to Team Shenanigans, you should. And follow them on Twitter and all that. But don't leave us to follow them. I'm, I'm just saying. Not right now. No, not right now. <laughs> yeah. um, 
according to their numbers, and I, I, I always have to rely on other people to get these numbers because I'm never smart enough. Uh, there were in the half marathon alone. There were twenty-seven thousand five hundred and fifty-nine people. Of that, sixteen thousand and six hundred ninety-eight were registered only for the half. So think about that. You've got nearly seventeen thousand people who now have the opportunity to defer into a new half marathon. Now, granted, not everybody's going to defer. Some people took tickets. Some people took the refunds. Some people even went into the full marathon, which I think is crazy if you think about it. Like, yeah, I think it's awesome. I've only I would not have taken that option. I would have done it. Just so you know, I would have done it. That's good. I would have let you do it. So um, that kind of stuck out with me, and I was like, oh, holy crap. Even if like a fraction of those people defer to next year, that's filling up the half marathon awfully quick before it even starts. Mm-hmm. Question Can they defer and use that? Money toward dopey? No, no. It, it's only so you cannot upgrade then. Okay. Just a question. Okay. So my, my concern wasn't with that was. I mean, that was my understanding. My understanding is that it was for a half marathon. Okay. The other thing that I was kind of thinking of too was okay. So we were already up against a couple of anniversaries next year. We had the dopey and the 10k five uh, five year, and the the Foles 25th year, and when this half was canceled in my head I was thinking well I wonder if they would actually make next year a redo of the anniversary because they didn't actually run it this year so did they actually count it and we just got a little confirmation if you go to the run Disney site because the registration details are already there for next year they're counting next year as an anniversary for the half so that is now technically four anniversary races even though they're not Acknowledging the 10K, it looks like, because they, they don't listen. Yeah, they, they make no mention of it being an anniversary for the 10K. Still, that's three big anniversary medals again. Dopey. So the, dopey the full and half. Um, half and, yeah. Half. And, you know, we're now committed to 2023 because that's going to be the 30th. What? The 15th. <laughs> and the 10th. I mean, so now Jackie's these three this. are always going to line up together. Oh, wow. It's always going to be okay. every five How old years. am I going to be then? Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, so, so just so you know, I, I no longer have a fear of missing out. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really okay with it. <laughs> we're all like, we missed out this weekend. So we reached, no. we reached, out, we reached out to one of our travel partners. Um, good friend of ours and dense with magical adventures travel um and yesterday we were kind of told that dopey bibs are already sold out with the pre-registration so we were like okay we're starting to just have to suck it up and and try to fight the crowd on registration day but then today we heard rumblings that some more dopey bibs became available so we reached out again and bombarded her with questions and you know and being the the thorough worker she is, she got right back to us and got us all the answers. And lo and behold, we are now registered for the Dopey for 2018. We got a room reservation at All Star, All Star Movies. I can't believe Robert's going to be at an All Star. I know. I trust me. I never thought I would. Oh my god! <laughs> it goes against everything I believe in. You just wait. You're not gonna, that what they're you not. Not that they're not, not fine resorts for, for people. They're, they're, Do you want me to tell you? Miserable? This is the biggest difference. You get a combination shampoo and conditioner, and the towels do not fit around my body, and they're thin. That is a difference. That's a difference. It's, only, it's only two nights, though, correct? There's no hot tub, if yeah. you're a hot tub person. But it's only two nights, and then we can move to somewhere else, because it was only a minimum two-night stay, and no park tickets required. Right, so that, well, was, that another... was the other thing about this. Now, granted, when this yeah. comes out, the deal was only supposed to go through the 14th, Um so I don't even know if it's still going to be available by the time you hear this, but 
we heard conflicting things about because originally it was you had to have a night stay for every night of a race you were running. So if we were running dopey, we technically needed to stay the whole time for each race. And then we also needed park tickets with it. Yeah. What and then it was that? you just need two nights and no park tickets. So it was like depending upon who you talked to at, at Disney, you got a different answer. I really like it's crazy. It was such a huge difference, but it worked out best for us. Right. Yeah. But this is really why did. also partnering with a travel agent. And granted, they don't always have bibs like this. This is a new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do a lot of work for you, and they they do a lot of digging, and they wait on hold. I was almost shocked. I didn't realize that she actually had to call Disney and wait on hold, just like we would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought she'd have like a little more direct access, but we uh, also got a ten dollar discount on our uh, race fee, we did. which. Our dopey's cost five. You made a you made a very good point considering ten dollars when the whole fee is like what five hundred and I just, some. I just love that we use the words discount and five hundred and fifty dollars. Ten dollars. That'll pay for a pen. <laughs> well, yeah. that's like a free race pen. Yeah. Like let's look at what we're gonna do with that ten dollars. So, but I definitely so, recommend uh, to people uh, utilize a travel agent, especially when dealing with Disney trips. Uh, they're very helpful, and and certainly is a good one. And social media. Too. I, I, you find out a lot for anything. It's, I mean, yeah, you hear some bad stuff. Don't get well, me that's wrong. How we wrong heard, for... That's how we heard Dopey Bibs reopened again. You, yeah, I mean, if we didn't... People posting it. We didn't well, this hear. is a race that we really had on our radar. We definitely want to do this race. And now, like, I know to, to not have that stress on registration day, it, it's, it's worth everything. You know, especially my husband's getting surgery next week. I don't have to worry about it while he's recovering. Mm-hmm. We're in... We can just sit back and relax or, or help our friends. So it's a good thing. It was a good day. I was, I was I so excited. All-Star, that's a price I'm willing to pay. All-Stars is perfectly it's fine. It's fine. You, you will like be it. fine. I it's promise so you. It's so convenient. And the buses are the it's best. It's so close to the expo. I mean, we can take an Uber for like six bucks. So it'll be nice. All right. So I think that'll do it for us this week. Um, I want to give another shout out to Ann Densk again, give you her information, and I will post this in the show notes if you're looking for a travel agent. Uh, that's Magical Adventures Travel with Ann Densk. You can email her directly at Ann, that's A-N-N-E, at MagicalAdventuresTravel.com. Um, and I'll also post a link to her website too, so you can check everything out. Um, and be sure to follow us. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at Joyful underscore Miles. Um, on Facebook and YouTube, simply Joyful Miles. And we're also on Pinterest, um, Joyful Miles blog. So a number of different ways to reach out to us, send us your questions and comments. We read them here on the show. Um, we appreciate the feedback, too. Let us know uh, what you think. Um, so for Megan, Jackie, and Lara, I want to thank you for listening this week, as always. Have a joyful day, and we'll see you next week. Rob Paul yeah, calls Jackie's frozen. Yeah, Jackie's. I am? Yeah. Yeah. You're vent- yeah. Unless you're working on a ventriloquist act, in which case you're <laughs> <laughs>